You're listening to Inside Public Procurement by Bonfire, a show celebrating the unique stories and heroic efforts of those on the front lines of public procurement. Each episode, we bring you the latest trends, tips, and real stories from procurement trailblazers like you, who work tirelessly to bring positive impact to the agencies and communities you serve. Together, let's elevate the field of public procurement to new heights. Now, pull up a chair and let's gather around the bonfire. Our show is about to begin. Hello and welcome to the internet and welcome to Inside Public Procurement. My name is Tung La and I am a client support agent as well as a podcast producer at Bonfire, an e-procurement solution used by over 500 public agencies in North America. I'm joined today by Latanya Figueroa from Olympia, Washington, who has been in procurement for 25 years. She is a mentor and trainer for public procurement professionals and is an active member of procurement groups and cooperatives. Latanya, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. I am happy you're here too. Now I have to ask because the first thing that I noticed when you joined the call was you have a giant flamingo mug here and I feel like you might like birds. Is this correct? Or you just like flamingos? What's the deal here? I just like the flamingos. They're (laughs) very elegant and gorgeous creatures. Uh huh. More elegant than the swan perhaps? I think they have better poise than the swan. A little bit more classy <laughs> than this one. Mm-hmm. Not enough movies about flamingos. Do you agree with that, Latanya? Oh, I definitely agree with that. They should have a movie on that. <laughs> okay. We're gonna call Pixar. Pixar that's our idea. Dreamworks. Yeah, our- okay. All right. Would you star? Would you? Would you want to lend your voice to that? Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> okay. There's a lot of singing involved in those little cartoons, so okay. that'd be weird. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Well, uh, we'll put a pin on it. I do know casting directors. Well, I don't actually. But when I do find out if a Flamingo movie's coming out, I'm coming after you, Latanya. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> okay. uh, before we get into the meat of the episode, if you will, I, I always like to start off with everyone's journey into procurement. I'd love for you to talk about that a little bit. Oh, actually, it's a pretty sad story. No, but it is not. When I was 18, I decided to join the U.S. Army. And so I actually was a they used to call it 76 Juliet 20, which is a medical supply. And so that's where we started, like, learning how to key punch, not to age myself. <laughs> it was in the 1900s. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was just a really fascinating thing, just learning how to go through red tape and how to get, like, a bandage, you know, and what was necessary and, and then what we call RO, ROP, right? So you reorder, you reorder point. And just all the lingos and the computer systems were just really awesome back then. Oh, yeah. They're all <laughs> retro, dial up, I assume. I don't know. I have no idea. You tell me. <laughs> um, actually, it was satellite and it was a two person lift. Oh, what? Um, so that's, yeah, it's a two person lift computer. So sometimes we just moved them around with the forklift, but <laughs> again, <laughs> This was back in the 1900s. And so when I came back to Washington State, I was still in the reserve. But to keep in line with that, I actually applied and got a job as a purchasing assistant or secretary at a school district. And just having that background of supply chain logistics was very helpful. And then I just grew from there. So we've been moving around and ended up in Olympia. And that's where I've been for 25 years in public procurement. A little bit longer if you want to count my army service. So again, let's not age ourselves. (laughs) So you might say you really love procurement if you've been doing it for over 25 years then. You know, shopping and spending other people's money is just, you know, that's my thing. Okay. 
Would you like to spend my money? Actually, don't do that. I don't have much to begin with. <laughs> I'm very thrifty, though. Are you? So in my personal life, yes, very thrifty. I will take forever to buy a pair of curtains because I have to make sure that I've gone through the consumer reports. What's the longevity? What's the maintenance cycle on it? Yeah. Are you a thrift store shopper? Like you love shopping the thrift stores? I used to. I don't do that as much anymore. I think it's because I have so many other engagements and grandchildren and stuff like that. That, I mean, the thrift store thing was like an all day Saturday thing. An but all day Saturday thing. Oh my God. That's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, this is a tangent, of course. I'm always fascinated by people who love thrifting because my partner, she loves thrifting. She can mm-hmm. spend, she literally told me she can spend an entire day there. And I was like, yeah, right. You're just, you know, this is hyperbole at its best. But I took her over the weekend and we spent like a good hour there. For me, it was like eons. I felt like I was aging <laughs> every second, could feel the gray hairs coming in. And she's like, we haven't even begun to start thrifting in here. I'm like, we've been here for an hour. <laughs> so I can understand that. It's a, it's a fascinating world, the thrift world. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, enough about thrifting, but we will talk about more about procurement because today's episode, LaTanya, is all about vendor engagement, vendor relationships. I'd love to pick your brain on this. So my first question to you is, why is it so important that procurement professionals make vendor engagement a priority? Well, vendors are a critical component in procurement itself. I mean, you can't make a sandwich without going to the grocery store. So establishing vendor relationships helps leverage better pricing. And then on the flip side, you want to be courteous, fair to your vendors and pay on time, right? But when you make these engagements, it will lead to new sourcing opportunities. And it keeps us as procurement professionals aware of the market, right? So, and it's pricing. So it helps for better estimation. So if we have a project coming up, we kind of give a good idea. It also helps with risk assessment and timing, right? So a very good example of that is in the last year, we've seen wood just skyrocket. I mean, plywood used to be what? like $10 a sheet and now it's like $80 a sheet. So that makes a big difference when we're looking at what our needs are. You know, so if I have to build a deck, <laughs> I'm just going to use that as an example. You know, two years ago, you could have built a deck for $2,500. Now you're looking at like five to 6000 You know, Latanya, you're really hitting home for me right now because <laughs> we, we just purchased a house just over a year and a bit ago. And we're like, let's build a fence. And we waited a little bit and we were wrong to wait. Because, mm-hmm. well, and we have built it since. We have built it since. And thank God, because wood has skyrocketed once again. And I'm like, wow, it would have costed us several, several thousand more dollars if we built a fence today. Exactly. And that's the key component of having those vendor relationships because they know the market a little bit better than like on a retail side, right? So, or a personal side. So they're going to say, hey, we're here in rumblings of there's an issue over at this mill, right? Let's just say it's not because of the pandemic. Let's just say typically maybe a mill shut down. That would change a lot of information, you know, so if you had a Washington supplier talking to somebody in, let's say, Ohio, they would know that a mill shut down in Washington state. Well, that's where all the trees are. So, you know, it can make a big difference in there. If we didn't have enough people, we had a big frost, which we did two weeks ago. We actually had snow in April. Yeah, that was crazy. (laughs) Right. So what's going to, what's going to happen to our wine? What's going to happen to our apples? Right. So you can now look forward to fall during harvest season and know that we're going to have a price increase in apples. I never even considered that. Uh, (laughs) Now I'm just like, do I buy wine right after this call? (laughs) Wow. Yeah, that is really fascinating. I'm going to 
maybe this goes into my second question to you, which is what are some of the ways that you actively build relationships with your vendors at your organization? So we're talking about vendor engagement, but how do you mm-hmm. actually engage with them and foster those relationships? That's a great question. So we're asking for our partners, right, our key source in the marriage to get this job done, to do more for less now, keep the cost down while they're dealing with this globalization issues, right, overhead such as fuel, salaries. Well, we actually are having supply chain issues and labor shortages, which are not fun either. So by collaborating and investing our time in our vendors, they're more apt to be honest and will work with us or you to obtain the goals together, right? So to actively check to make sure they're okay, especially in the last you know year is a really good example. Just say, you know, hey, how are you doing? You know, we have people working from home. I just took a call yesterday with a vendor on a Zoom call and her baby started crying. I'm like, just, it's okay, go grab, grab her. And so, you know, she's holding her while she's having the engage and just making sure, remember that you should never have an adversarial relationship with your vendors. They're your partners. You're like, again, you can't make a sandwich without a grocery store and make sure you engage each one of them. I like always to call it spreading my money around, right? So let them know that you're talking to other vendors because you're trying to uplift them as well, right? So that's how they make a living. Yeah. And so building that trust and relationship, like I am actually going to call you, talk to you. I'm going to take your calls If you want to come see me, I'm going to come see, you know, I'll give you my calendar. Here's where I'm available. Can it work? And just making sure that you're an open person that they're like, oh, well, I don't want to deal with this particular public entity because they have their pet suppliers. Don't make, no ever have that perception out there. Make sure you're open. And that's why e-procurement platforms such as Bonfire are really great with that because you're hitting all the vendors at the same time. So same moment, boom. You're making that engagement, having collaboration. Oh, that's fantastic. This is such a perfect segue into the next question, but I'm going to stay on this a little bit more and Mm -hmm. ruin the segue because I'm curious because you say keep an open schedule, which totally makes sense. So you're always available to take calls with vendors as long as it fits your schedule, but you try to keep it as open as possible. And you're interacting with, I assume, several, several, several different entities and maintaining those relationships between like, you know, a 30 minute, an hour call, like it doesn't like, it's just an ongoing relationship that you have with these vendors, right? Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's really just good to sit down. And of course, it's not always business that we're talking about, like, oh, how's your kids? How's your dog? You know, to make sure, you know, you're engaged, because it just with any kind of relationship, you're building the trust, you know, so they're going to come and, and try to do the best they can for you and then call each other out like, hey, come on, man. You know, so. Yeah. So I guess that's uh, really about being more personal with the vendor than just mm-hmm. emailing back and forth and never really seeing them. Because, you know, when you talk to them and build like this, maybe friendship with them and get to know them on a personal level, then that's where the trust builds. And then you can talk about more business related things in a more open manner. And then it might be easier for them to little open up to you a little bit more. Oh, that's exact. And also, I, I think another side of that, and to make a little bit more clear is by making yourself open and being clear of what your mission is, right? So my mission is to do the best I can to be a good steward, right, of the taxpayer's money. And the only purpose and the reason why I have a job is because I have students. 
and that's my sole focus, right? So if they're on that same focus and they get on that same mission with you, that makes it even more clear. And a lot of times it's just safety issues, right? Like I really need you to get this new pump for this HVAC system because it's going to be getting pretty warm. And I know the supply chain right now is at 10 weeks. What can you do for me to make me be successful? And then you look good too, right? So we're all in it. It's a win-win. Yeah. So really just coming down to like aligning yourselves on your mission together and that way you get the best outcome. That's fantastic. Do you find that vendor engagement and building vendor relationships has changed because of the pandemic? Is it just more Zoom calls or is it just, you know, do you find it's kind of the same as it always has been? Well, since the pandemic, it's been really difficult to like meet in person, which is fine, right? But I do really love the ability to see them on the screen. So instead of now just getting the quick phone call, hey, now I can just pop on and see them in person. So I feel like there's a little bit more engagement. Oh, interesting. Because, you know, we don't use the phone anymore. It's kind of like, <laughs> we don't use phone? the phone. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't actually write a letter. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, that's fascinating. Okay, well, let's move on to, you, you brought up e-procurement and the benefits of Bonfire and having an e-procurement mm-hmm. solution. How has e-procurement contributed to the vendor experience at your organization? Again, I started in the 1900s. So there's been there's been an evolution. <laughs> but with e-procurement, we're able to reach out to more vendors at the same moment in time, right? So I feel like in my personal opinion, there's no favoritism. I was like, boom, there's my quote, boom, there's my proposal, right? So it gives each of them an opportunity to work and collaborate with us as well, because it's a centralized platform. So it lets us engage. And I feel like the centralizing is a key. Conversations are important. And it's just a clean and easy way to interact. For example, a contractor or a vendor can send me an email saying, hey, I I noticed this on page nine of your proposal that we're supposed to provide a builder's risk insurance. But in your page 87 of your proposal, it says that you're going to provide it. So they're asking the question so that all the vendors are seeing my answer. Like, no, you're getting the builder's risk, right? So it just helps. Like, thank you for pointing out my mistake. (laughs) (laughs) but the answer is this and so they all get that information all at once instead of waiting back in the day they would send an email maybe to a joint email or they'll call or they'll send an email to one of my buyers and so all that information was kind of scattered and then we have to collect it and then answered in an addendum i mean we still send out addendums but the addenda items are addressed immediately to everybody and so that they can come up with a better pricing and it's more fair is what i like to say it's so it's open transparent and fair and so it just makes it so much easier and then they know that the trust is there that there's no side conversations right Yes. And even though I would say there is never been no side conversations. However, this is very clear that there isn't any. Yeah. So having uh, e-procurement solution has allowed for more transparency, but also seems like it's definitely sped up the process and streamlined Mm -hmm. everything where before it could have been kind of lost in a game of telephone of like, okay, well, you're this person told me this and then that person told me that and then you're trying to piece it together the best you can and then do your best to put in an addendum that 
hopefully reaches everyone, right? Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, uh, how did I do that before? <laughs> um, now it's just way simple. And the platform I use is Bonfire, and it's just very easy. There's no training I need to give to the vendors. It's just all right there. Like, I want to send a message, message. I want to ask a question, question. Yeah. And they can send you a message if it's open too, right? So that's great. Yep. Okay. And what positive outcomes have you seen because you intentionally built strong vendor relationships? So overall, I think I have better insight and understanding of each one of my vendors. We built trust in each other and the vendors are invested in my organization and are part of the team. So which helps us and them be successful in our missions, right? So they'll give us better insight and understanding to source materials. So I'm going to use this as an example. We call it spec out. So we're getting specifications on something we want, right? So if we're looking at door hardware, for example, so the doorknob, the little core that the key goes into, and we want to spec out, I'm going to call it Acme widget number one, right? They can say, well, that's coming off production cycle, you know, so this is the better one. And they'll tell us, give us that insight information about life cycle, which is really awesome. Like, hey, these get changed out every five years. You may not be get parts in 10. Long-term maintenance, like, okay, this one needs to be oiled like every five days. <laughs> this one never needs to be oiled. Very important. I know you don't oil door knobs, but I'm just trying to put that as an example. <laughs> Sorry. But sometimes it's also about the support. And other key insights. So a lot of the stuff that we used to spec out in the day, like a door, now needs to be a hollow door so that you can put the access controls in and everything's connected to technology nowadays. And so how long is that maintenance software contract and do you need a maintenance software contract? And so they kind of give you like a breakdown of like why their product is better or they'll give you... You know, so it gives you so much information. I always say procurement professionals are the jack of all trades, the master of none. I can tell you what a VoIP system is, how much fiber we have, what is dark fiber. I can go into a lot of things that just make me dangerous, right? I mean, I'm on this podcast because I apparently know everything about vendor engagement, which is not true. (laughs) But it's important for where we're deciding on specific specifications of what to install or use in the classroom. So that's what... Overall, vendor engagement helps you know what the market is, understand risk, build trust and relationships, and being able to get the best cost and the quality of the materials and the support for after you've purchased as well, right? So if we have any issues, I can't stress more if having those key vendor engagements and relationships and empowering your vendors will give you a lot more in the long run when you buy a product or service from your vendor. So they're going to back it up, they're going to support it, and then they also know we're all interconnected. I mean, I don't know how many people I'm reaching right now, but... Millions? Billions? <laughs> millions. Something in the low billions, probably. <laughs> so if I'm not successful, the vendor's not successful, my neighboring district will know I'm not successful, the vendor's not successful. And so it's just making sure that we're all on the same team. Yeah, as always. That's so fantastic. The final question I have for you here, actually, I have just two more, probably. But we talked a lot about (laughs) vendor engagement, and you just you just summed it up so so well just now. Is there anything else you'd like to add in the importance of vendor engagement? I think the most important thing is that it's a crucial marriage. You need them; they need you, and so don't be adversarial. And then mentor them, right? So 
there are some vendors that may only have dealt with private companies and don't realize that we have a little bit more. We're a little high maintenance. So sometimes sitting down with them and having those conversations and say, well, I need to net 30. So I'm gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today and making sure they get paid promptly by making sure that their invoices are in promptly that you've received the items in communicated. So it's all about that collaboration, making sure that you're treating them as just as well as they're treating you or even better. Right. So a lot of times they're like, okay, you wanted this item and then you sent me a piece of paper. <laughs> I said, but I signed the piece of paper, so <laughs> we should be good, right? So that's the critical thing is communication, collaboration, and making sure that you're building strong, trusting, long-lasting relationships. You know, you just said you weren't an expert on vendor engagement, <laughs> but look at you. Yeah, I'm learning so much already. I know our audience is too. That's so fantastic, Latanya. <laughs> Before we close out the show, we always ask every guest, what is the number one piece of advice you give to people starting their career in public procurement? Find a mentor and then be a mentor. That's my number one thing. You will gain so much knowledge much faster if you have somebody that will guide you. That's fantastic. And on the topic of being a mentor, because I've heard it from many different guests who have been on the show before, everyone handles it in slightly different ways. Just a personal question to you. How do you be a mentor for others, uh, not just your vendors, but for your employees and et cetera? Personally, for me, I do a lot of presentations on just like purchasing basics, write standards of operating procedures, and I share with my other districts. So there's 295 school districts in the state of Washington, and we do collaborate quite often. A lot of emails back and forth because we're all dealing with the same, it's the same thing, right? So we all have to have pencils. We all have to have books. We all have to give teachers dirty looks. Just wanted to throw that in there. Anyway, (laughs) so we're all in it together as procurement professionals and especially in the state of Washington, we're really close to each other. We, We all know we're doing the same thing. We all know we came in this morning and we all printed out purchase orders. We all reviewed things and we've already talked to like eight vendors this morning and it's only 932. So it is very crucial to be a mentor and just help out when somebody asks for help. Yeah, you bring up a good point there because you're not only collaborating and mentoring vendors, but you're collaborating and mentoring people in your same field as well. The whole teamwork aspect and lifting all sales. Yeah, that's so great. That's amazing. Latanya, thank you so much for being on the show today. This has been so fantastic. How can people get in contact with you if they want to pick your brain some more? I am available on LinkedIn. I think it's Latanya Figueroa. Do you want to pictures like this? (laughs) Your pictures with a peace sign. (laughs) Do you want to spell your name for the people at home? Oh, certainly. It's L-A-T-A-N-Y-A. And my last name's Figueroa. It's really hard to pronounce. It took me a while too after I got married. So it's F-I-G-U-E-R-O-A. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Inside Public Procurement. Thanks again, LaTanya, for being on the show. I can't wait to see you star in the next DreamWorks movie as a flamingo. But uh, (laughs) until then, I'm sure I'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thank you. There we go. Bye. Procurement professionals like you are the lifeblood of public sector organizations, dedicated not only to supporting your agency, but the constituents you serve. That's why we've created the Inside Public Procurement Podcast here at Bonfire, a unique place where you can share stories and discuss the topics that matter to public procurement pros. From digitization and the future of public procurement to ensuring a fair and transparent process, 
We're all about finding new strategies to help your agency succeed. Join us at GoBonfire.com to learn more. You've been listening to Inside Public Procurement by Bonfire. If you like what you've heard, make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you have an idea for an episode or want to come on as a guest, email us at hello at gobonfire.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.